All right. Hey, friends, welcome back to another Together What If. I am so excited to be sitting down with Pastor Jamie Prickett and Michelle Alexander and me, Jenny Highsmith, as we dive deep into something that I think is at the core of all of humanity. It's this desire to live the good life, Mm -hmm. to be content, to be quote-unquote rich, whatever that means, not just financially, but just in life. To have a life that you are content with, that is a good life for whatever that means for you. Mm -hmm. And so for the next couple of weeks, we're going to kind of dive deeper into this idea of contentment and living a good life. On Sunday mornings here at Gainesville First United Methodist Church, where, where our sermon series is on this idea of being rich. And so today, I would like to take some time to just dive deep into this idea of contentment and richness, living the good life. And let's just start with the basic question of what does it mean to be rich? Yeah, I don't know, but um, it's always out there. Yeah. <laughs> like It doesn't seem to matter how much you have, how much you make. If you ask people, they'll say, uh, it's the people ahead of them mm-hmm. socioeconomically uh, on the earning scale. What do you mm-hmm. think, Jamie? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, I think, you know, we want to come to a place where um, we say we want to get to a place wherever, whenever we get to a place where we say, I have enough, then I'll be rich. That's kind of the mentality we have, right? When I, when I can get to a place in my life where I say I have enough, but the reality is, is, is um, we never get to that place because we never, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I was reading something that, you know, the average, um, the average, Two car garage with with an overhead apartment is about the, is the size of a of a typical nineteen forties home. Yeah, and I'm um, just a garage, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, so but now we we trying to okay, what what would be enough? When I look at okay, my family with two kids, what what would be enough? You yeah, know? and you have entire professions that are built around helping people figure out what is enough. Like you can retire if you do this and you can you have enough in the bank if you can and you can provide for your health care and all this kind of stuff. And then you have entire groups in our culture who that 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 is not their um, paradigm because enough for them is getting through one day, mm-hmm. you know, and they are one step away from, um, you know, abject poverty, sure. one one, um, you know, broken car. Are so to speak, or one healthcare crisis away from homelessness, and so the scale in America is is, and, and I guess across the world is is a bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think we really have to pay attention to that because my understanding of what might be rich for me, that thing that I just want to get to, that next line in the sand, that's someone's like where I met right now. That is someone's dream. They that's couldn't exactly even right. imagine being where I am. And so just there's a level of humility, a level of Mm self-awareness and appreciation and contentment with recognizing where you are um, in that richness level is really important, I think. Yeah. And and I I wonder, too, um, when it comes to finances, it seems like um, there are people who feel that burden uh, just in their personality and the way that they process life. 
uh, more than others, there's these happy-go-lucky people who just like, oh, it's going to come. And, you know, I don't stress about it too much. And then you've got people who just, they carry that weight so heavy on them. It's like, I always like tease Mark and I say, you you always act like we're one paycheck from being in a van down by the river. And um, he's like, yeah, and it's a good thing because you don't, <laughs> you know, and um but I grew up in a tradition where my dad was a tither. Like, you know, we talked about last week, I grew up in church. And so uh, right straight from the get, it was like money went to the church. Church, I mean, when that offering plate went by, he was proud to put his check in that offering plate where I think he'd leave it open even. You know, it's just we, like in the Methodist church, we put it in the little envelopes or they used to do that, that the passing the plate tradition, which I did some study on that. It's like um, my dad would put it in. in but we we didn't have a lot, but we had enough. Like um, so, yeah. I, I guess I'm just saying I have empathy for for that dynamic of some people. It's just like money is a really f- big fear factor for them. Yeah. So I think part of it is we we have to change our conversation around money. Um, and we start by saying yes, it's valuable. We we need it. We got to have it to survive. So I think we we lay that on the table. I mean, this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're not saying. And there's that, disparity in it. And there's too. disparity yeah. in it, of course. Mm-hmm. So so I think that reality. But I think we need to redefine what we mean by the word rich. Okay. And what does it mean? So because the reality is, no one dies a millionaire. You're just dead. You know. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I know. I distinctly remember this moment. Sorry, getting a little morbid. I distinctly remember a moment as a kid where I was like. I'm going to take this teddy bear with me to my grave and I'm going to take this doll with me to my grave. Like I thought that that was like something that you did. And then my parents had to be like, yeah, no, that's not how that happens. And it's like, well, then why do I have all these things anyways? That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a great point. I mean, you don't die with all the you things d- You usually take. just leave it for your kids to fight over it. And, <laughs> uh, and it's inevitable that they will. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, and so the point is, is, you know, and, and I've, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It was, it's, not necessarily Christian, it's more stoic reality, but, you know, um, the fact is, is two to three generations out, no one's even going to mention my name, your name. Mm-hmm. When we're gone two or three generations away from when we die, our names are not even going to be on anybody's lips, right? And somebody else is living in your house. Yeah. And, oh. yeah. and so, um, so I think humbling. it very humbling. So I think mm-hmm. it means that I have to rethink now what I'm going to call riches because, it's got to be if 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 I'm going to be rich in something, I want it to be something that's going to outlive me. Well, and our Lord knew that, and He says that in the Bible, and and we we just sort of read this and we don't internalize it where moth and rust break in. But I mean, if you ever have a beautiful sweater and you put it in a drawer mm-hmm. and you pull it out and you're like, I can't even wear this; it's got holes in it, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> so stuff stuff gets old and it breaks. So we have to pry our hands off of what it looks like to be to be um, rich, and and, and, God, and God has a lot to say about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, and I, so I think it starts, with, um, it starts with the reality of living a life of contentment. If, of, of, it's not, you know, it's, you know, 1 Timothy, I think it was 1 Timothy who said, and, and Paul says in, in the letter of 1 Timothy, you know, um, people who long to be rich will fall into temptation or trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. This is a contemporary um, translation. It is the the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It's not money itself. It's Mm -hmm. when the heart is attached. So I think we need to have a conversation around attachment. Like, What do we attach ourselves 
stuff, the stuff that we attach ourselves to, because that's that's the the challenge we have. You know, if, if Jesus was to knock on your door today, this evening at your house, and he says, Jenny, I've got this amazing, out of this world adventure that I'm calling you to. You know, how many of us would say, well, I can't go because I'm attached to this, you know, or I can't, I'm attached to that. So our attachments keep us weighed down, even from the life that Jesus says, I promise to come give you in the full. And so yeah. does, does that make sense? I mean, I think oh, that's yeah. the challenge that we have is what we have attached ourselves to. And I wonder, too, uh, as you're talking about that, um, you know, <clears throat> generationally, like, um, you know, I got a couple of 20-year-olds um, still on my payroll, and that they're in the acquiring phase, mm-hmm. you know, and so money right now is like, it goes, rrr, 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 and they're attached because they don't have any, <clears throat> and uh, they don't know how, they don't even know yet if they're going to be able to make it, and then you go into your 30s, and you've got these young kids, and you're trying to build this life, and I wonder if the attachment there is, I want to look more prosperous than I even am. Yeah, wait, to... On like a, as a twenty something, it's been very difficult for me just in this world and this conversation about um, attachment and, and richness because you have on Instagram this one uh, line in the sand that you want to get to because you're mm-hmm. seeing on Instagram people my age have these houses, they're influencers, they they're decorating their houses this way that way, they live in this kind of apartment, they have this kind of job. Um, and so you're like, man, they're my age and they can have that. Exactly. Or, you know, you'll hear the uh, the more um, seasoned adults in my life say something along the lines of like, well, when I was your age, I was married with three kids living in a house that was, you know, 3,000 square feet, whatever. you know, like just something so all, all of a sudden there's this giant gap in where you you were content like you Correct. you felt like I'm I'm good. Yes. And, and then and just, all of a sudden it's like I'm not so good. And yeah. financially the just and realistically that that line has changed because of inflation. I mean just because of all sorts of things. So even just financially me as a single 20 something being able to achieve that kind of financial freedom or financial success that other people might have achieved decades earlier, maybe even just a decade earlier, mm-hmm. that's not the same possibility as me. Like I don't have mm-hmm. that same possibility or opportunity now just so because ex- of the state of the world. An external. Of, co- yes. Yeah. Oh. And so realizing that those attachments um, is just so important because I think that we're especially my generation like you said michelle when you see money it's like wah, wah. god this is great because now i'm finally getting closer to that line in the sand that everyone else says that i need to be getting to mm-hmm. um and the reality is like we're never going to be able to make that line in the sand right now just because of external things and yeah. so letting go of those attachments has been very important mm-hmm. and so hard at the same time yeah and and you're you like work on your spiritual life and your relationship with God and um, you're in a sacrificial field of working in the church. It's not like you're going to be a gazillionaire doing that. So um, <laughs> I, I, I would just say, Jamie, what, what's your advice to people on um, money and attachment? And I mean, how do we grow there? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think, you know, we've got to, we view money as a tool. And, um, and, and so, 
and, and what are we wanting to do with this tool and this resource that God has entrusted to us? So it means I've got to look at myself as a steward. I've, I've been entrusted. You know, as a Christian, we, we feel like we've been, you know, it, that it's, yes, we work hard and, and we do the right things and we, you know, we, we position ourselves financially in, in certain places and we, we're wise in all that. But, but at the end of the day, we, we believe that God owns it all. And so God has entrusted um, these resources to me. So how do I, in turn, share those resources with others? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the challenge is getting people to to change that mindset. Is is helping of ownership? The, yes. Yes. And stewardship. Yeah. I really well, what like does, that. What 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 does the word stewardship mean? Because that's what you know. Like in person worship, we call our generosity and campaign, and as we prepare to. Um, teach on giving at the church. I mean, what what do you mean exactly when you say stewardship? Because I think it's kind of a churchy word. I, well, it's it's a simple word in the sense that it's it's what I am. I've been called and asked to to um, to utilize and to resource things that I have been entrusted with. And it doesn't always have to be money. It could be time. Like, um, if I have a certain amount of time. We all have the same amount of time every single day. Me and Beyonce, we all get 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get it, right? And so then, so if that's the, then how are we using that? And um, and so and so in another way of saying it is that how are we being stewards of that? So it, it's the the management of it, Correct. the wise management of money, the wise use of it, and mm-hmm. and it has it needs to be used for a good purpose. Mm-hmm. So uh, just like we waste time, sometimes we can waste money. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I will say, um, just as a side note, you know, I've I've been thinking a lot about this money. If we if if I waste money tomorrow. If I'm wise the next day, I can I can hopefully make some of that up if I was mm-hmm. stupid mm-hmm. with it, right? Mm-hmm. That hopefully I you know, I can but with time, time's the one thing that we don't get back. Mm. And so that I, I think I think more than anything, we need to pay attention. And this is not a topic about time, but I think we do need yeah. to really pay attention to how we spend our time. How we spend our time is important because, you know, time is money. But no, I mean I'm I'm making a joke. But the the thing is is that uh, when it comes to money there's always a higher purpose if you look for it mm-hmm. you know and so um i i even said this to mark when uh we were uh traveling this weekend down to atlanta you know we live in gainesville and you go into atlanta and as soon as you get into sort of like the buckhead area all the billboards are designed to create discontent um uh, it's the, this beautiful watch, or it's this aesthetics for your face, or this, you know, this. This is how you can look better, be better. Uh, and and I'm and I, I'm like, what's the whole purpose behind that? And I think, and this is this is kind of ugh, but I think it's to create envy in other people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like that is, and there a commandment about that? I mean, like, what are we really? what we want our money to actually do. Yeah. You know, because you know, if we want to be rich in the kingdom, it's rich in caring for people. It's rich in um, seeing the world and closing disparity and creating a place where God's love is, is transparent and where we can share Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, 
that $3,000 bag looks really good in the magazine kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. It's like, what's wisdom there? And how do we change our inner driver? Right? Is that that's the work of God? We have to put that in front of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think too is just learning how, and we can talk about this on our next episode, but just learning how to be content with what we have to really say, you know, I do have enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've got a roof over my head. I got food on my table. I got, you know, I got people that love me, and um, and a community that supports me. I'm I'm good. Mm-hmm. I really am. And I think we have to get to a place with that contentment and um, and to say, you know, I really do have enough. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's a hard place, especially when you're seeing those billboards that, that create discontentment in us. But um, yeah. but I think if we have that attitude going into that and saying, you know, I, um, yeah, that's good. And, and, and if I have some spare, uh, you know, I, I might I might take advantage of that. But right now I know that that I'm good. I think that's a, probably a pretty good place for us to end on on um, today uh, because you, you've just inspired me for a couple of different things that we can talk about next week. Mm. But I think just together, if we could live in such a way where we were content. Where and we, we encouraged each other to be content. And mm-hmm. we encouraged each other mm-hmm. to be content. And, and, and that we were, I think that would lead to a more rich life as a whole. Maybe not financially, but there is something that is life-giving when you are able to be content and give life to the people around you because you are content. And so, friends, together, what if? Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the prayers we could ever Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you We live for you Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever save Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Oh, we live for you Holy, there is no one like you There is none beside you Open up my eyes in wonder Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Jesus, the name above every other Jesus, the only one could ever say Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you 
Those around me.